John, I'm a new listener, and as a Brit, I particularly appreciated that you ended the podcast using the underused word fortnight that now that I live in America I get teased for using and people say it sounds Shakespearean. So thank you for backing me up in its common usage. Hi, welcome to our fortnightly podcast. And our guest today is my good friend, Beth Shannon. Hi, Beth. Hi, Jim. Hi, John. Hi, Peggy. And today's topic is dogs. And basically, today's topic is to try to reconcile one of the great divides in our society, which is John and I are not dog people, and Peggy and Beth most definitely are dog people. But before we get fully into that topic, I want to talk about how we can make a better podcast and what we can do to make a better podcast. And I can tell you one thing we definitely need to make a better podcast is I need a more comfortable chair to sit in while I'm doing this podcast. That will improve the quality of the podcast tremendously. Because I'm sitting, and Beth is also sitting today, in basically a folding chair that you would have at like a card table or something. And it is not terribly comfortable, and it, it's affecting me. I think you can just get a full night's sleep. All right, Beth, welcome to the podcast. Beth is somewhat plays the role in my life that Peggy plays in John's life. Got it. So you know. You two have never met. Peggy and, and Beth have yeah. never met. But they're both, you know, fiery people that you don't want to cross. You cross at your own peril. The two, right? Am I wrong about this? Am I wrong in any way? No, you're never wrong, Jim. You're never wrong. Oh, I'm oh, wrong God. frequently. Do not say that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Beth, we've known each other, what, for about 15, 16 years now? Yeah. Right. And you are, it would be fair to say, a dog person. You love dogs, correct? Yes. Okay. And how many dogs have you had in your life? Two. And so you're a relatively recent dog person. Yes, I got my first dog when I got my first house. Okay. And that was 15 years ago? 2004. Oh, 14 years ago. Okay. Okay. And so the only reason you didn't have a dog before that is because you lived in an apartment or you were traveling. Now, like Peg, uh, Beth has spent years working overseas. In your case, it was Thailand, right? Yes. Right. Yes. And uh, so, I lived in Bangkok, and I worked in Southeast Asia. Like you know, you covered other countries in in Thailand. Right. What other countries Cambo- did you work I worked in? in? Cambodia and Malaysia and Burma. Before she was thrown out for agitating. Doing what? Um, <laughs> you worked. You were doing labor, helping labor, labor organizing yeah. Ooh, in yeah. in those countries. How cool! Beth is. A long-time employee of the AFL-CIO and its various affiliated organizations. Peg, how long have you had dogs? Well, as a child, we I always had a dog, but I wouldn't call that my dog. And then as an adult, I got my own dog just six years ago. And now I have two. Right, I saw that. So what are your two dogs' names? Leo is the big black one, and Pearl is the small... A uh, pearly colored one, and they're okay. both adorable. And which one? Which one is the newest? 
Pearl. She's a, she's a new baby, and we weren't planning on getting her, but somebody gave her to us, and we couldn't say no. It was a, it was an accident, yes. right? You know, that was it. Yes, exactly. This is what happens so, in the heat of passion, right? This is how you end right. up with a second dog. Right. right. I always wanted a dog in Chicago, but I every time I was tempted, I just was can't do it. You know, living in an apartment, living by myself. So I'm, I never did it until I moved to the suburbs and have a yard. Okay. So now each one of you in your turn, whichever one of you wants to go first, Beth and Peg, Peg and Beth, whichever wants to go first, explain to John and I why our lives would be better if we had a dog. Because you would have unconditional love. So my first dog, Emma... She was a challenge. She was never fully housebroken. She was not always a good guest. Um, See, this applies to me as well. Not fully housebroken, <laughs> a bad guest. These all things apply to me as well. She would eat all sorts of things she shouldn't have. She would jump on tables during parties. <gasps> she sounds like an amazing nightmare. <laughs> But I did love her unconditionally to the point that my dad said, you love that dog more than you love us. <laughs> That's so cute. So, Beth, how long did you have that dog? So I had Emma for eight years. Eight challenging years. <laughs> and I got to bring her to work, so Jim knew her. And actually, I have to say that Emma and I developed a a good relationship, even though I basically don't like dogs because Emma basically was often in the same level of trouble with Beth that I was. (laughs) So it was kind of like a, you know, it was like kind of, we were like foxhole buddies kind of thing. But Jim did have to take Emma out to my car once and he was petrified. Yeah, it it was terrifying. Well, first of all, it involved going outside, which alone... Is something I don't like to do is to go outside. I try to minimize the time I spend outside. Jim, that's good to challenge yourself like that. There's people who say that having a pet lengthens your lifespan and makes you happier. And we often have this discussion that the dog is actually shortening our lifespan. We're exhausted, and then he chews up a retainer or a sunglasses or a the remote control for the TiVo for the third time in a year, and barking at the squirrels, and the it's a constant. But then when you look, he just came right up to me just today while we were doing this podcast and looked me in the eyes, and I just felt my oxytocin levels go through the roof. There's so much love there. Can't you just take something for oxytocin levels? Isn't there like a pill <laughs> you can do that? Wouldn't that? And then do you have to clean up after the pill then? You know, so I'm just wondering. Peg, you think a dog is worth it, right? Despite all the trouble. Same as Beth. You love your dogs and you, you, you know. Yeah, you, I do. You think that they're worth it. I just, it does, you know, I to me, it's kind of like a religious thing, right? I'll never get it. It's like saying you believe in God. Either you believe in God or you don't believe in God. You know. Well, I've been told that it's a little bit like having a child. Yeah, it is. That once you it have is. a child, you'll know how great it is to have a child. But before you have a child, you might be like, ah, it might be horrible. It might be freaky. But when you do it, then you know. There, for sure, John. And I've never had a 
a child as a that it was a baby. So, but I always think like training this puppy is just a nightmare. And the one thing that would be easier about a baby is that at least it has a diaper on. This dog is just peeing wherever it wants at any time. It's uh, very frustrating. <laughs> and the other thing I suffer with greatly, which I almost think I shouldn't own a dog, is I can't stand leaving this dog home alone. And I think, okay, if it were a baby, it would not be home alone. It would have somebody watching it and paying attention to it and making sure it had all its needs met. And I leave this dog and I feel extremely guilty. So I've had to work on that because, of course, it's not possible to not leave your dog home. Well, what's the solution? So what's the solution? That feels, that, that, you, you agree with that too, right? To some extent, right? Yeah, I mean, I got to bring my dog to work. Which was wonderful. That's awesome. Um, and I'm wondering if that's why you got a second dog. So does having two dogs mean that the other the dogs keep each other company? Is that one of the reasons they have two dogs back? That's my that's my goal with this puppy. Yeah, but so far she can't not be. She has to be in her crate still because she's still chewing and peeing on everything. But eventually, that is my goal that both these dogs are gonna keep each other company, and I'll feel less guilty. We have a friend in Peoria who has a Boston Terrier puppy, and it is the most yip-yappy, run-around, hyper-spazavoid dog I have ever seen in my life. And every time we're down there, I actually loved it. I have to be honest. It was – I mean, it was – it's it's nails – its teeth bit me once, and I think one of its – it was so hyper in how it bit me with its tiny little tooth that its tooth broke off on my skin. I mean, it hurt a little bit, but it was – I felt more bad for the poor dog having a broken tooth. But it was super high energy, and it was kind of pleasing in a weird way. It got tiring after about 48 hours, but man, did I enjoy it. Perfect for you, I should point out, John. <laughs> Precisely. That's okay. the... I mean, it is you, right? So, John, remember um, Jackson and Lincoln who used to come over? All the time? Yeah, they were too... But the difference between them and the Boston Terrier in Peoria was that the... the Jackson and Lincoln were boxers, and they both had they died of heart attacks after I think like three years is what Bradley. I have to check with the date, maybe four years. I don't know how long, I don't know how long Bradley had those, but they they died of heart attacks very suddenly, like in quick succession. But they were bigger, they were hyper, and they were bigger, so they kind of put me off because I felt like they were gonna, like going to hurt me sometimes. I mean, they were so hyper, I thought they were like dangerous. They peed in in the house in Honore like every time they came over. It's like they almost oh, yeah. never got potty trained. Oh yeah, all the time. Well, they, they, wait, you don't actually, I mean, potty training, is that is that actually a thing? Or oh, is yeah. it just like? Yeah, of course. Okay. So you can train any dog. You can potty train any dog. Yeah, my dog Leo caught on very quickly. He he had it down in two weeks. Pearl, she's she's not getting it. That's what I'm asking. Okay. Yeah, they let you know when they got to go out. So, it, But it is possible, John, that there are some dogs who never get potty trained. But, but basically, usually people don't keep them forever. They give up after a while. What kind of dogs did you have, Beth? Or were the two you have had? So my first dog was a foxhound. Ooh. And she was a rescue. Okay. What's that? And she was a rescue because she didn't bark and she didn't know she was supposed to bark when she saw a fox. This is the bad one, the naughty one? Interesting. Yes, that was the naughty one. So okay. she may have had some trauma that may account yeah. for some of yeah. her issues. Right? Yeah. Which is why I loved her and accepted her when she did all these horrible things. And your second dog is also a rescue dog? Yes, and she's awesome. Best relationship of your life, I think you once said, yes. (laughs) 
Which reminds me, there's a, a terrific movie uh, from about 18 years ago called The Dow of Steve, and uh, the lead character in it is this uh, guy who uh, is uh, uh, fancies himself as a Lothario, and he's talking to a, philo- a younger girl, woman who's a philosophy uh, student, and starts showing off his knowledge of f- philosophy and speaks about one of the Eastern philosophies where they say that uh, uh, dogs are the equal of men, and the girl says, well, that's certainly been my experience. Ah, love it. But anyway, Peck, where did you get your dogs? So we can't ever have a podcast that doesn't mention at least one movie. Oh, yeah, no, there are going to be movies. I'm sorry, is that a problem for you? (laughs) Is that a problem for you that I mentioned movies, Peck? I never knew that bothered you. Does that bother you? No, I'm just commenting. I'm fine with doing. All. I'm fine with setting rules like this, like no absolute no mentions of film or no mentions of economics. <laughs> Why are you or fine no with setting rules? No mention of the New Yorker. Why are you fine? I'm saying, well, if Peggy is if Peggy is <laughs> suggesting a dissatisfaction with, the, you know, I'm happy doing this. Peggy, I'm sorry. Did I bother you by mentioning a movie? It doesn't bother me, and uh, I just was commenting. <laughs> so, in other words, you were just so trying to make me feel bad. Speaking of movies, what? Speaking of movies, what? What movie? Has Beth ever seen Hachi, the movie Hachi? Is that a sad story? It's a, based on a true story about this guy in Japan who had a dog and he went to work, dropped him off at the train every day and then the dog went back to his house and then he picked him up at the train every day and then the guy dies and then the dog goes for the rest of his life at the train station looking for this dog, for the man to come home from work. And there's this, it's the saddest movie you'll ever see. And there's a statue of the dog at this train station now in Japan. So I recommend it if you want to see a good dog movie. My favorite public... Peggy, have you ever seen my favorite public uh, public sculpture of a dog is the... I think it's some kind of a terrier outside of the Guggenheim in Bilbao, the Peggy Guggenheim in Bilbao, Spain. It's like a... It's like a I have, three I've story been there. high I've seen that. dog. So cool! That's all covered in flowers. It's I forgot beautiful. about it. That's my favorite public dog, and it's and behind it is that amazing um, Frank Geary building. So we should finish up. So uh, Peg, last thoughts on the pros of owning a dog, and and do you really think John and I would be happier if we had dogs? Um, I don't know. I don't know, Jim. You maybe you need a cat. Is there a loop and standoffish? Cat, cats like bagels. Would John be happier if he had a dog? I think John would do well with the dog. He'd take it running. He would play with it. I could see. Okay. John. I've, see, I've seen John with dogs. He loves dogs, or he acts like he loves dogs. And Beth, John, and I with dogs. John first. Um. Peg thinks I need a cat, uh, which I have several things to say, but none of which I'll say because. <laughs> It's a family show. I wouldn't like, and I don't want a pet. I don't want, you know, I don't even want to know any people. I just, you know. Uh... Go ahead, Beth. What were you going to say about the dog for John? Dog for John. I think John would do well with the dog. I think he probably would, actually. You're John... very social, and you like going outdoors, unlike Jim, and you'd meet more people. And do you, people, meet pe- do you get to meet people in the uh, by walking her? Is that social thing uh, an opportunity Absolutely. as well? 
I agree 100%. I know so many more of my neighbors because I walk my dog like crazy. And you know, all the dogs in town more than you, I mean, in your neighborhood, more than I know the humans names. And it's everybody is friendly. There's a lot of smiling, happy people out walking their dogs. I agree. And I just love coming home and my dog's tail just thump, thump, thump brings me a present. He always brings me a pillow when I walk in the door. And I never got a puppy because I didn't want to deal with all the training. So I got adult dogs. And Jim should not be responsible for any (laughs) other living human or animal being. Yes, in fact, Beth was a big advocate of taking my children away from me when I ran. (laughs) But, John, I agree because you would, as usual, if you did get a dog... Once you cross that threshold, your boundless enthusiasm for things would take over and you would embrace it like fully until you found something else to be enthusiastic about. But All right. Well, this has been fun, you guys. Thank you, Beth. Yeah, thanks, thanks for getting Beth. up early Good and joining time. us. I, I hope it soon. wasn't too bad. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. We would like to thank our guests today. And in particular, we would like to thank you. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't be here, and we're always looking for new listeners, and more importantly, from the few listeners we have, we're looking for more advice and ideas about how we can make the show better. If you would like to see the liner notes for the podcast, you can go to the Two Guys website. It is really simple, www.twoguysinsearchofanargument.com, all spelled out. We'll have links to subjects and topics that we've discussed during the week. Today's podcast was inspired by Jim, Peg, and myself. Music was composed and performed by Ted Enley, and pre- and post-production editing, sound, publishing, and engineering of all sorts was done by Mary Heinz. I'm John Heinz, and if you like the show, we would like you to take a second and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere else you're listening to us. iTunes works great. The more positive reviews we get in iTunes, even if you do nothing more than click the five stars, the easier it is for people to get to us, the more people hear us. As we've mentioned before as well, we welcome your mail. We will probably read it on the next podcast if it's humorous or interesting. We are always looking for new guests new show ideas, corrections, complaints, compliments, pretty much anything you have to offer. If you have any of those, you can get us by going to www.twoguysinsearchofanargument.com slash contact. You can tweet us on Twitter at twoguysinsearch, spelled out. You can comment on Facebook, Google+, or iTunes. On behalf of Jim Gentilly, Peggy Bennett, and myself, I would like to thank you for joining us this week and encourage you to join us again in two weeks for more news-chattering talk. Have a great fortnight.